What is going on everybody? This is the New School Project. I'm Pac-Man Jones. I'm your host. And it is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Thank you guys so much for tuning in all year. We appreciate it a lot at the New School Project. And we appreciate you being a part of this movement. The movement is all about the fact that we grew up in a society that made us think a certain way and sometimes it makes us feel like we are obsolete or that we can't achieve what we want to achieve and the New School Project is here to give you the tools and the perspective to let you know that you can do whatever you want to do in life and you can be the best version of yourself. We are on all platforms. We're on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, <clears throat> Twitch, we got our stream going, uh, we're, we're on everything, and we don't run ads, we don't, we don't make you pay for anything, and we're providing um, a lot of value to you guys, and if, the one thing that we ask is if you could share our show, or you could tell a friend about our show, it would mean the world to us. Now, what the hell are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the top 10 best entrepreneurial quotes and what they mean to business today. So I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for about five, six years. And as always, take what you like and leave what you don't. But these quotes are from great entrepreneurs that have done wonderful things in history and really, really set the bar on what it is um, that can be, what can be done in life. You know, these people are go-getters. They didn't complain. They weren't victims of their circumstances. They came from all different walks of life and they provided so much value that we see their products and services in our lives every single day. So I want to start off by saying Thank you guys. Thanks uh, for tuning in. It's Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, do something great this holiday season. Uh, volunteer for a soup kitchen. I know Audio Master Jay Cotter did that. That was awesome. Uh, and we're also talking about hopefully doing some sort of Toys for Tots thing uh, this Christmas. But try to do something. Give back if you can give back. Uh, if you can't give back, then be the best version of yourself and be a great person in general. So, and what I mean by that is you know what I mean. You know what's right and wrong and the things that you can be doing and the things that could be done. Uh, so I want to start off by saying uh, the first one, and the first uh, quote I have written down is, Win the Day by Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella, he's a serial entrepreneur. He owns the company First Form and Supplement Superstore. He's one of my favorite entrepreneurs, period. I love how he talks, and he's just a great guy. He's super intense, but his, intense, his intensity is from how much he cares about people like you and me. And he says, win the day. So why do I put this as one of the best entrepreneur quotes is because when you wake up and it's a new day, it's not like all the other things that you had going on just magically disappeared. 
And it's not like the confidence that you had yesterday, you necessarily have today. So what I think he's saying by win the day is that every single day has to be won. Every single day has to be in in pursuit of what you are trying to be or who you're trying to be or the person you're trying to be. And I really like it because it's a real simple thing to say. Kind of like how people are like, live a happy life, right? Okay, yeah. Everybody wants to live a happy life, but it's very hard to remember that that little tiny thing every single day. Not to mention that little tiny thing has so much depth that it's literally the tip of the iceberg. But when the day to me means every single day for myself, I'm going to try to work out. I'm going to try to fuel my brain in the morning and and then I'm going to take care of the things that I have to take care of and that business-wise, so that could mean uh, solving problems with clients. That could mean being in a good mindset when I'm solving those problems with clients. Basically, what I think he's saying is that every single day has to be a day that you win if you want to get to where you want to go. And I want to go somewhere and I'm going to practice this every single day. I've also noticed that when you take care of yourself in the mornings, which is eating, working out, um, educating yourself, it really helps you win the day and affect everything around you in a positive manner. So that's Win the Day by Andy Frisella. He's a savage. Go check him out. He's got a few books. He even, he even has some children books um, that are about winning and, you know, not about uh, participation trophy bullshit. So check him out. He's also got a book called 75 Hard. It changed my life. And uh, I'm just... Uh, I'm just really grateful for that guy being alive. <laughs> so the next uh, quote, this is number two, and these aren't in any order. One's not better than the other one, except the last one. The last one that I give you guys is going to be the best quote that I think that I have found or have I, I have heard, and it means the most to me. So take what you like and leave what you don't, as always. So the second one is The Market Decides by Gary V. So what he's saying by that is like if you're making content or you're selling a product or you're selling a service, the market decides. A lot of people these days are saying that, oh, content, um, the, the algorithm isn't working towards my content or, you know, my, my service isn't selling as good as it, it once was or my product isn't doing the numbers that it was. And I feel like this is directly related to understanding that I think Mr. Beast said that you should replace algorithm with audience in almost every single sentence. So if your audience isn't doing good, or if your audience doesn't like what you're putting out, then it's not the algorithm. You need to make better content. You need to be good enough. And that's what Gary Vee is saying. He's saying that his 20, 30 years grinding in a wine shop, grinding, uh, you know, 
little background about Gary V. He's the first guy to sell wine on the internet. He's a first round investor in Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, maybe Amazon. I don't know. Don't don't count the don't quote me on the Amazon thing, but everything else he is he's on it. Um other than that uh <clears throat> Gary V he also owns owns a uh, marketing company um, called Vayner Media, and he's also the leading spokesperson for entrepreneurs and NFTs and the crypto space. Uh, he's the guy that said a year ago, 98% of these projects are going to fail, and we're seeing them fail. We're seeing, you know, people saying that crypto's. Uh, you know, fake and all this stuff. And in my opinion, I think it's in hibernation and it's exactly what he said, meaning 98% of these projects are going to fail because the market decides. And the utility of these NFTs or these crypto projects, the market probably decided that they weren't good enough. So when Gary Vee's saying this, he's not trying to hurt your feelings or shit on your dreams or really say anything negative what he's trying to say is like take this as constructive criticism and understand that the market decides and you got to be good enough you know you and me want to watch content and people that are awesome you know but it's also how that content's edited it's also how it's displayed it's also how readily available it is it also matters the reputation behind that content and who's posting it and how much rapport has been built over time. Again, the market deciding. If you have rapport built over time of your product or services or you're a public figure, then you probably have put in that time for the market to decide that you are good enough. And now people are watching your stuff or people are buying your products or people are you know, vouching for the services that you have with your small business or whatever it is that you do. So the market decides that's a big deal. And uh, I think it's a real big deal in, in business to understand that and to kind of scratch that ego and just understand that if you're not getting the numbers that you want, then you need to get better at it. So the third one I got written down is discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. And this is by a speaker from the 1900s. Uh, I, he, he's older. Um, I think he did a lot of speaking in the 70s and 80s and 90s. His name's Jim Ron. But this is the same guy that talks about, you know, taking, making sure that you plant in the spring and you, you tend to your garden all summer and you make sure the weeds don't overtake your garden and you harvest in the fall. And then the winter, you know, you plan for that and you use your harvest to then plan to plant in the spring again. And it's this cycle. But Jim Ron, when he's saying discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments, is you can have all the knowledge in the world that you want. You could, you could be super savvy, super smart. You could know things that people don't know how to do, which is like coding or um, sculpting or, uh, you know, 
ice carving, like different things that take a whole lot of a whole lot of talent to be able to do. But if you don't go out and practice those things every day and you don't go go out and try to <clears throat> take action on your thoughts, then you will not have accomplishment within your goals. So when he says discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments, is is that we all have these thoughts. We all have these ideas that we want to pursue and this life that we want to pursue. But how do we get there? How do we get to those goals? Well, discipline, discipline gets us to those goals. And I think what Jim Ron is saying in this is that the discipline is almost like the action and the action um, meeting consistency. So like he's saying that discipline is like your consistent action um, to to go to accomplish that goal. And and that kind of goes into our first thing that we talked about, which is win the day, you know, so this is all over entrepreneurship. If you look into um, people that are really doing well in the industry, you'll know that uh, Jocko Willink says discipline equals freedom. And what he means by that is the fact that if you want the means to live the life that you want, if you want to get to where you want to go, you need to have discipline to get there. And I think Jim Ron's saying the same thing. I think that's uh, pretty self-explanatory, but it's one of those things that's hard as shit to do and to accomplish. So you got to have tools in your belt that help you not burn out and, and tools that help you get things done faster and things that uh, tools that help you be more organized so that you can be consistent so the world sees that you have discipline and that you want this. You have committed to getting this goal and if you have discipline and it meets consistency, I think what Jim Ron's saying is that you will accomplish it and you will cross that bridge. So one more time, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Jim Ron. So moving on to our fourth one here, movement is emotion by Mr. Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins is He's like Tom Brady of entrepreneurship. He's the fucking goat. He's the goat. He's made more millionaires than anybody else. He's been around longer than anybody else. He's got more money than almost anybody else. He's worked with some of the highest people in the world more times than anyone else. We're talking about Tony fucking Robbins here. He's a best-selling author. He has created so many things and he actually comes from a very very troubled childhood and we're talking about a very smart guy like we're talking about a guy that knew he wanted to be a speaker when he was 16 17 years old and this guy when he's saying movement is emotion he he is talking about the feeling that you have inside of your body and this you could talk about this in terms of like chemical imbalance and shit like that where you're going into serotonin and dopamine flow and how your body actually feels physically. 
But what he is saying is that movement is emotion and that you can always change your state of being through movement. And that could be through working out, that could be through breathing, that could be through taking action on what it is that you are pursuing. What he's saying is that with action, you get emotion. It's like it's like when you do something and you necessarily don't want to do it, but then it's challenging and, and then you become engaged and then you have a new emotion from it, right? That's a direct correlation that can be used metaphorically in multiple different avenues of your life. So when I feel like shit, I work out because I feel like a piece of shit and I'm like, all right, I just need to work out. I need to, you know, feel better. I need to feel better about myself. I, I need my mind to think better. I, I need to get this anxiety out. And that is what I use for movement is emotion. You know, some people they'll do like breathing exercises or maybe they just need to go in and like take action on what they need to do. Or maybe they need to clean their room and then after they clean their room they they feel an emotion and from that movement that they just did even though it was coordinated and they were cleaning but they feel something from it and that is something that is needed in entrepreneurship movement and well not movement but emotion is a big deal emotion relates to confidence and Confidence relates to momentum and momentum relates to ideas and free thinking and the ability to not be stagnant. So movement is emotion. Keep moving, guys. If you feel down, if, if you're feeling like shit today and you know that you got to win the day again, going back to Andy Frisella, win the day, then, you know, you do a little bit of movement and see if your emotion changes and I bet it will. I know it has, it's done that for me. So here's another one. Uh, and this one, it was actually said in two different ways by two different, very profound people. So a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. Napoleon Hill. Now, Napoleon Hill was a philosopher of the 1900s and he studied under a man named Dale Carnegie. Not to be confused with Andrew Carnegie, the oil tycoon. But <clears throat> Dale Carnegie was this guy who was extremely successful and Napoleon Hill studied under him. And Napoleon Hill wrote multiple books. Actually, the best-selling entrepreneurial book of all time. We're talking about Think and Grow Rich. It's a great book, fantastic book. It'll do nothing but provide value to your life and and help you just think about things differently, especially um, because what he was saying is so before its time. Like when he's talking about thinking grow rich, he's definitely talking about the law of attraction and quantum physics and all these things that we're kind of getting into now and in 2022 but Napoleon Hill was before his time and this man spoke to hundreds of the most successful people to ever live you know Edison uh, Henry Ford 
he's he spoke to all these people and he listened to them. He wanted to hear what they had to say and he wrote this book based on all these principles that he found out through his journey of being a a philosopher of the 1900s. He's a super awesome dude, but what he says and why I said that whole spiel is because a lot of these things that these guys say seem very simple or maybe you've heard them before, but you got to understand what depth they they have when they say this based on their experience in life and everything that they've accomplished. So a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. And in my book, that's damn right. That's, that's what the fuck is up. Uh, and here you go, um, kind of go into a, a, a side note on that. There's somebody else that said winners never quit and quitters never win. And who was that? N- none other than Vince Lombardi. So I kind of combined these guys because I wanted to show that these things are are simple in a certain sense. They really are. Like, if you don't quit, then you can't lose. That is facts. Just don't fucking quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going towards my dreams. I'm not going to send my dreams down the fucking river of tears of my own life. Hell no. I will not do it. I, I just, I will not quit, you know? Plus, I want to win. I want to win. I want to seek abundance. I want to help the world. I want to see what the fuck I can do with my life, right? So I'm not going to quit. I hope that you guys don't quit either. And I know that if you don't, then we're going to win together. Regardless of that, Napoleon Hill and Vince Lombardi both said the same thing, just kind of vice versa, right? A quitter never wins and a winner never quits, Napoleon Hill. Winners never quit and a quitter never wins, Vince Lombardi. And what these guys are saying is that just keep fucking hammering. And if you know who says that, it's a guy named Cameron Haynes, the bow hunter. If you guys want to check him out, super awesome guy on Instagram. And uh, he just, he's taking bow hunting to a whole new level. And uh, it's really cool. That's just a little side note. But regardless of that, Vince Lombardi, great football guy. Napoleon Hill, philosopher of the 1900s, just don't quit. Don't quit, and and you will have the opportunity to win, 100%. So, moving on, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And what that means to me is, is directly relating to your mindset. So your mind in my opinion, is is like a, a, a transmitter. It, it sends out these things and things come back. And it, it, it is communicating with the world that we're living in constantly. So in the grand scheme of things, there's going to be enough fucking people that tell you you can't do what you want to do. There's going to be enough people that say, no, you can't have this money or you'll never get financial freedom or... Or you won't ever be able to knock that guy out. Or you'll never get to, you know, lift 225 pounds in that fucking bar. You know, there's enough people that are going to tell you that. So you don't need to tell yourself that. And whether you think you can or you can't, 
you're right, Henry Ford, what, what he's saying there is that your mind, your mind is the vessel that's going to carry you to the things that you need to get done. And your mind is so powerful that if you think that you can't, it's going to attract the things that are, that, that are making it so that you can't. But if you think that you can, if you think that you can, it's going to attract the things that will allow you to get to where you want to go or to think that or to make it happen and then you'll know that you can. And there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that say very similar things and you know, going back to my favorite entrepreneur, Andy Frisella, he he says all the time he's like, "Listen, you're going to get shit on a bunch of times and then you're going to win a little bit and you're going to be like, "All right, well, all right, that's that's backing a little bit more belief. That's backing a little bit more belief. And then the ne- and then you'll take that belief and that confidence and that momentum and then you'll use discipline and you'll use uh, consistency to to take that little win and that little bit of conf- confidence and that belief and you'll grow it and and then you'll be like, "All right, you know, we're going to win again." And and th- there's levels to this shit, man. There's levels to it. And you know, I'm at a certain level, but I think that I can win and that's why I am seeking to win and that's why I'm seeking to bring the things in my life, the things, I'm seeking to bring things into my life to allow me to win, allow my team to win, allow my family to win, all right? So whether you think you can or can't, you're right, Henry Ford, and that's as true as that that's very true and that statement has a shit ton of depth as well um ed milet which he has a quote on here that i'll get to in a little bit but ed milet talks about ras the reticulary activating system and when he talks about ras he's talking about directly what your mind is attracting it's this little cluster of nerves at the base of your skull that kind of like lets in and out what it wants to see. It, it focuses on what it needs to see. It focuses on what it wants to see. And if in your mind you're thinking that you can't, all you're going to see around you is that people, all you're going to see around you is struggle. People that can't. Um, things that just can't be done. But if you think you can, all around you, you will see things that have been done. You will see people accomplishing things. You will see the vice versa to the the poverty. You will see abundance. So when he says, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. He is fucking right. And that's Henry Ford. So the next one is Seth Godin. Seth Godin is a savage. Like, he's a savage. He has written 19 books. He's written so many gosh damn books. Like, I, I don't know how to um, talk about all of them. I, I don't know. I, I haven't read all of them, you know, and I don't know all the titles and everything like that. But what I do know about Seth Godin is that he's a very profound man, and he also speaks legitimately he's not trying to spare your feelings all right he's trying to think practically and how life really is and you got to think practically 
I mean, we're in America, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're in America, you got to understand that I think it's like 10% of, or I think it's like 85% of the world doesn't even have clean fucking water. So if you can't, you know, understand and humble yourself and think practical about life, that you have a great opportunity in America and and with freedom to be who you want to be, then then what the fuck, man? Like, you got all these people struggling and and you're saying that you can't get out of bed and shit like that? That's, it's just bullshit. Like, uh, you got to think about things practically. So, Seth Godin does a great job about thinking of things practically. And he says, I define anxiety as experiencing failure in advance. And the reason why I put this after the Henry Ford one is because it's very similar and it's just said in a different way. And it's said in a different way because they're from different eras, right? So Henry Ford, like saying, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And I know for a fact that nowadays, you know, anxiety is like a symptom um, that you can take pills and you can take, you know, all this shit that people want to shove at you and you can fix it. But that's such bullshit. Like I get that things are chemically different and, and depression is a real thing and anxiety is a real thing, right? But it's also in a practical sense, right? In a practical sense, I think that Seth Godin is right when he says I define anxiety as experiencing failure in advance. So, Telling, telling you a little story. Whenever I would wrestle, I was ranked, you know, very high in the state and I did very well for myself. But when I would wrestle somebody, when I would wrestle somebody that was, you know, awesome, somebody that was highly skilled, somebody that, you know, I was like, all right, I really got to show up to play. I would have so much anxiety. My confidence would be low. And I would go out there and I wouldn't perform how I know I can perform. And I would lose. I would fucking lose. And it's because I was experiencing failure in advance. Which goes back to Henry Ford saying, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. I was right. And I thought that I couldn't beat these guys. And then I didn't. And when I got out of high school and I got out of wrestling, I looked at the real world and I was like, man... The real world doesn't give a shit if if you think you're right or if you think um, you're the best or whatever. Like you gotta prove it. You gotta prove it, and and through that you can't be scared. Cause if you're scared, you will not. You will not perform a hundred percent. And who the hell doesn't want to perform a hundred percent? I mean. I understand that you could lose even if you do perform 100% because maybe that person worked harder or, or maybe they they worked harder and they have a little bit more talent or maybe you guys just worked the same, same you, you guys both put in as much work but maybe they, they're a little bit more talented like, like fucking LeBron James. Like I, I could work so damn hard at basketball and it would be great but am I ever going to be LeBron James? No. So I'm not talking about going against LeBron James, but I'm talking about going against yourself. So when Seth Godin saying, I define anxiety as experiencing failure in advance, the thing that I would say to you, 
coming from me and coming from all my failures in life is that if you are scared, you will not perform 100%. And there's no reason to be scared. There's no reason to be scared because you're going to go out there and it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You can't foretell the future and just let it fly. You already know that if you are scared, then then you're going to lose. And there are things that are scary. But I bet if you're scared of roller coasters at one point and you got on that fucking thing and it's going all the way up the thing and then it goes down and then you got off that ride and you're like, holy shit, that was a whole lot of fun. You know, I bet you would have been uh, more happy in line, you know, when you were crying about things and you were like, oh, I can't go on this roller coaster, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you do it and then you're not as scared and then boom, you get to, you get to go on the roller coaster again and you enjoy it more and you enjoy the talks in the line. You're not worried. You're not worried. You don't have anxiety because you're not experiencing failure in advance, right? And what he's saying about um, defining anxiety as experiencing failure in advance is directly related to the life that you want to live. Do you want to be scared all the time? Do you want to not feel good all the time? Do you want to have anxiety all the time? Hell no. Nobody does. So, in a world, again, that will tell you you can't do something, or in a world that will show you, right, and humble you, that you need to get better because the market decides, right, there is no room for experiencing failure in advance because anxiety will eat you. It will eat you. So, and I know, man, shit. So the next one I got is by my boy, Ed Milet. Ed Milet's a savage. He's, he's awesome, man. He, he has a hell of a story and, uh, his story is very much, uh, I can relate to it a lot. It's not like my story, but I can relate to a lot, uh, relate to it a lot. You know, he's, he comes from a middle class family and uh, it's just enough to keep him to where he's comfortable but it's it's not enough to keep him where he's happy and he's just stuck in this comfortability and, and then he got out and he wanted more and he finally got into winning habits and, and things like that. But he talks to, he talks about this in a podcast uh, and he, he's talking to his son and his son's the same age as me roughly, I think 20 22, 23, and his son's like, yeah, my whole golf team, he's a college uh, golfer, and he's like, my whole golf team, uh, they're out partying, you know, they're at the casino, and Ed Milet says to his son, he says, hey, son, I'm proud of you, man, I'm proud of you, and he's like, yeah, but dad, they're, they're having fun, and what Ed Milet says to his son is he says, winning is more fun than fun is fun, I'll say it one more time. Winning is more fun than fun is fun. And what he means by that is that he he is saying that like in a life where poverty or depression or anxiety or um, not having enough time or not feeling good about yourself in a, in a world of that, right? where you can get complacent and you can go out and do certain things, right? 
if it's not contributing to you winning, right, it's not going to be as much fun as you think. And that's something to think about, especially with where we're at in life now and, you know, the the constant, you know, stimulation from our phones and and all this content and the, and the internet and everything like that. To, to understand that winning is more fun than fun is fun, he's saying that fun of going out and drinking all the time or fun of, of you know, like, fucking off and maybe not putting money into stocks or, or whatever, like, it's not going to be as much fun as winning. Like, if that stock that you did, you know, put money into because you didn't go out that weekend and then, boom, it hits big, that is going to be more fun than that night of drinking. Promise. And that's what he's saying by that. So, shout out to you, Ed Milet. Thanks for being a great parent. Thanks for uh, being who you are, man. We appreciate it a lot. If you want to look into Ed Milet, he's Andy Frisella's business partner. He owns a company, I think, called World Financial Group. And uh, he's also a part of the Arate Syndicate, which is an entrepreneur incubator for the elite and the people that want to win so i got another one for you the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that who do and who said that none other than stevie jobs and steve jobs other than maybe steve wozniak well actually steve jobs is deceased but he is probably the most influential deceased person ever and uh I mean, you know about Steve Jobs. We're using his iPhone. We're using his app. And he was just a hell of an operator. A hell of an operator. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Be crazy a little bit. Believe in yourself. The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Steve Jobs. And I got one more for you guys. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in to the New School Project. I'm Pac-Man Jones. And uh, I'm your host, and I just want to say happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for everything, and uh, I hope that you and your families have a great week and weekend, and it's full of uh, camaraderie and love and and a lot of fun. So. So the last thing that I have on here is a quote from my mother. And it's my number one quote, like I said earlier in the in the podcast, but what it what it is is it's just do the right thing. Do the right thing. When you don't want to work out, do the right thing. When when you're trying to build a product that can bring somebody value and you're looking at the cost of it and you're looking at how much value it can bring to somebody, do the right thing. When you're looking to um quit or you're looking to do something that that you don't want to do but you're just in so much pain just do the right thing don't quit there's a lot of people counting on you all right when you're uh when you're faced with adversity and you're scared and you don't know exactly what to do don't be scared you know or you're not going to perform 100% do the right thing people need you people are counting on you when you want to go have more fun uh, at a party, but you know that you got to perform tomorrow and you know that winning is more fun than fun is fun, do the right thing. 
and when life is so crazy and you know sometimes it gets hard and maybe you don't have as much money as you wish you had and you know maybe you got people counting on you or maybe you really don't want to tell this person the truth or maybe you're in a complicated relationship when in doubt do the fucking right thing and uh i just want to end on that thank you guys so much if you guys got value out of this show Please share the show. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Pac-Man Jones. This is the motherfucking New School Project. Peace.